In today's show, we look ahead to Sunday in the NBA. How can you win your matchup? Well, hopefully I've got some answers. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's pricepicks.com and the promo code is Locked On. We're looking ahead to Sunday here. It's about winning this week, isn't it? We've already talked and I did the show early. You can go check it out, week 21, week preview, and you can see how if you do are well ahead of your matchup, don't worry about streaming for today. Plan for tomorrow. Plan for next week. Play for, plan for Monday. And we've talked about that already. But what we hear now is if you are desperate, you are scratching, you are scrounging to get that victory in your playoffs or to get into your playoffs for those of you whose leagues run the wrong time, this is what we're looking to do. Get guys in. Now, first thing, before we talk about those things, before Warney tells us what to do, games are early tomorrow. There is a 3.30 p.m. Eastern game. For those of you like me sitting here in Melbourne, that's 7.30 a.m. You've got to have your lineups done. The second game is at 9 a.m. my time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern. And then we have the game starting at yeah, 6 and 7 and whatever that other one is, 9 later on. 9? Yeah, 9. But there is a 3.30 p.m. Eastern game. Have your lineup set if you are in Australia or anywhere else in the world that doesn't go by US time zones, get your games or get your lineups done. Because otherwise, you're going to get wrecked. If you don't have it set, because it's early, not good. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Yahoo Points Leagues. Who can we stream in for tomorrow? Now, there's. I'm going to add a new segment later on in the show. Of course, week 21, why wouldn't you add a new segment? Um, we'll talk about that later on, but injuries and injury replacements are going to be key. Who is streaming in tomorrow? Um, I don't expect Mark Williams to play. Oh, hi, Mark. But I don't know. The Hornets, the worst, right? The worst injury news. They're listed in questionable today, ruled him out. They're going to list him questionable tomorrow and probably rule him out, and they might do that for five weeks. I don't know but I would just be very interested in adding the big fella, Big Dick Nick Richards. A couple of centers are worth looking at. Zach Collins, I think he is worth a grab for the Spurs, especially considering he isn't one of the ones they shenaniganized and put on the injury report. It's Keldon Johnson and Jeremy Sohan, who they have put on the injury report, which is going to be a problem for the Spurs as we move forward, but not for Zach. So he's going to have some value here. Dylan Wright did come off the bench last game, but played 30 minutes. I don't know that he plays 30 every night, but I'm not really sure I care that much. Even 26, 27, he's enough. Dennis Schroeder also moved to the bench and played over 30 minutes with D'Angelo Russell back. We're in on Schroeder. Yes, there's going to be iffy shooting nights, but the volume's enough. Trey Murphy. We don't know the status of Brandon Ingram for either Saturday or Sunday. 
is currently questionable for Saturday, you would think that there is a significant risk that he doesn't play both games. So someone like Trey Murphy's value does push up and his minutes have been really huge. 38, 37, 38. Imagine benching him for Josh Richardson. Anyway, um, Dan Gafford, good minutes last game. Not sure how reliable that's going to be, but I'm still ready to give him a go. And then Oklahoma City. We, let's, let's be very clear here. We do not know this. But the expectation is that Shea Gildas-Alexander will sit on Sunday. I also have absolutely no idea what is going to happen with the Bronco Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Who is back on Saturday. He's dealing with a wrist thing. He could easily play Jalen Williams. I, I don't know. I also think that it's not a fait accompli that Shea actually sits the back-to-back. But they said they're going to monitor him more on back-to-back. So our assumption at this point is that Shea will be out on Sunday. But I don't know. They could have Shea and Jalen out. They could have just Shea out. They could have just Jalen out or neither of those guys could be out against the Spurs. That is possible. That is possible. And in saying that, I really like Isaiah Joe and Lou Dort as stream guys. I haven't played the Dort soundbite for a while. No, my son is also named Bort. Um, but really good boost for those guys, especially in a points league for daughter. ESPN points leagues. We're still looking at big men. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> Nick Richards, Zach Collins, Dylan Wright, Trey Murphy, Isaiah Joe. Jared Vanderbilt is available in 70% plus leagues on ESPN. Shouldn't be. He's a great stream for tomorrow. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, also available in over 70% of leagues, as is Herbalife Jones. Those last three guys weren't on the uh, Yahoo points list because they're rostered in more than uh, my cutoff that I use, which on Yahoo is um, 50% I've changed it to. It was 40. I've changed it to 50% um, available. But on ESPN, I'm doing 30 I'm doing 70% available, sorry. Um, and Vanderbilt, Cordell Pope, and Jones are all there. Nick Richards, Zach Collins, Dylan Wright, Trey Murphy, Isaiah Joe, Jared Vanderbilt Barr, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and Herb Jones are all available in over 70% of leagues on Yahoo, on, on ESPN, sorry, and have some pretty significant value, I think, heading into Sunday to really give you that little bit of a boost uh, to push across and, and hopefully get yourself a victory. We'll do category leagues in a second, but today's episode is brought to you by the legends over at PriceFix. PriceFix is daily fantasy, but it's not the daily fantasy that you've seen before. It's not salary caps and lineups and thousands and thousands of people with 25 computers chucking in lineups at the max entry limit. It's just you versus player projections. You might see Isaiah Joe, three and a half triples. You go, well, I think Shea's out. I can we go above that. I reckon he's going to hit more. Or you might look at Josh Giddy and say, hmm. What if this is a weird game where they limit him and his assist is sit at 11 and a half because they think he's going to do everything without Shea? Let's go less. You do two to six of those. Put him into a lineup. You can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You do it in under 60 seconds. It's safe and fast. You can do it in over 30 US states, the majority of Canada, and for lots of sports. The Major League Baseball season starting up. NHL. Of course, the NBA. College basketball. Men's and women's tournaments coming up. We've got NASCAR. We've got golf. We've got boxing. We've got MMA. We've got the GOAT. Disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Category leaks. Who are we streaming in to help in the points category? Well, I just talked about the Thunder, Isaiah Joe and Lou Dort. Either of those guys could score 20, even more. Now, Dort would probably take 80 shots to get there, but either both of those guys, if we assume Shea is out, with the potential of Jalen Williams also being out, 
it's going to be a lot of Joe and Dutton. Now, you could throw a Trey Mann in there also if you wanted to. I wouldn't like to do that. You could throw Aaron Wiggins in as an option also. But Joe and Dort are the two priorities there to me. Dennis Schroeder, going to have lots of opportunities. Him and Malik Beasley in LA. Beasley is a very hit or miss guy. Schroeder can be, but I feel more confident with Schroeder's minutes over Beasley. Although, it was like 33 Schroeder last game, 21 Beasley. That could easily come back to 26 each. I think the fact that Beasley was struggling gave Schroeder more minutes. But both of those guys are on the stream list to help you in points. Cameron Reddish, much like Schroeder, much like Dillon Wright, he moved to the bench with Anthony Simons returning, and he was still really good and played a ton of minutes. They just cut Thibault's minutes. I don't know that that's something that's going to happen every night, but it was really interesting, wasn't it? And Reddish is an option to use. Austin Reeves, he played more minutes as well with D'Angelo Russell back. They cut Troy Brown. They cut Rui Hachimura a little bit. And Reeves, he's just a good player. But he's not, like, he, he. there's the stereotypical Austin Reeves as Alex Caruso. He's not. Austin Reeves is actually a really good offensive player. He's not as good defensively. He's a passer. He can shoot. He's a connector. He's actually quite a good offensive player. And there's a little bit of value there in him. Malachi Branham. Look, last game we saw Branham. Wouldn't say it was particularly successful. But there is a real chance here that um, Sohan or Keldon Johnson or both are out. And if that happens... Branham gets more usage, a lot more usage, and a lot more ball handling. And that bumps his value up quite a bit, and it means he can score more. The other one we could look at is Dan Gaffer. Now, that's not that interested in that, but there is only six games on, so your options to bring in points are not high. This is a starter who might play 28. He might play 24. But he could have 15 points really easy, and it's not that easy to find scoring, as you're well aware if you've listened to this show at all during the season. It's not easy to find points off the waiver wire. I mean, it's easy to find some points. It's not easy to find anywhere close to average points. And they're different things. Three-pointers. This is where you can get lots of value. Isaiah Joe. Look, this, the first two there, Joe and Beasley, you could argue easily that they could both hit nine threes in a game. Like, you could very easily argue that. It's not likely, but in the points list, it's not, I'm not going to look at that and go, well, yeah, there's a guy there who can go for 45. But there is guys here who can go for eight or nine threes, and that's Joe and Beasley. Lou Dort, just volume there for him. The guy we need to look at is the Basmati man, Royce O'Neal, because Royce seems to be back in favor. 30 minutes each of the last two real rotation games. He's taken all of Cam Thomas's minutes, basically. Thomas played five minutes last game. And instead of Royce playing the 22-23 that he played as soon as the trade went down, he's back getting 32-33. And 32-33 Royce O'Neal minutes means, yeah, he's back on the menu for us. I don't think I'd trust him 100% at all. But he's back on the menu. He could have 11 points with three threes and get you some boards and some defensive stats. But he can get three threes. And the role is very interesting. Just another name on the list of guys who can get 30 minutes coming off the bench. And there are a lot of them, including the next guy, Corey Kispert. Now, last game wasn't particularly successful for Kispert. He played just 22 minutes. But he had played 30 plus for four straight games coming off the bench. Now, if there's one thing that Corey Kispert does, and there is, it's one thing that he does, it's hit threes. Very, very comfortably, I could say, well, I could get four out of him. Another 30-minute bench guy, Cameron Reddish. I don't know that he gets 30 every night. I don't know that he gets that bulk bonus over Matisse Thibel. But what he is, is a threes with some points and steals player. And the opportunity is there. Dorian Finney-Smith just really gets here through a starter volume. But again, what might he be? 10 points, but they're all threes, or three threes with the free throw in there? Maybe. And then Georgie Niang. Well, that's all that bloke is, really. He might hit seven threes, and it would literally be 21 points if he did. Now, he is a little bit all over the place in terms of um, playing time. 
but it does seem that he's a little bit ahead of Jalen McDaniels. He's been uh, minutes over Jalen McDaniels in the last two games, 19 to 17, and then 23 to 10 last game for Nyang. And he's going to hit threes. That's literally all he does. He's nothing else he does. Rebounds. We've got a San Antonio here. These Every one of these players I'm talking about for category leagues is available in over 50% of, of Yahoo leagues, by the way. Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey. He, look, he only played 14 minutes last game. It was a little bit frustrating, but... There's easy 20-minute upside, maybe 22 upside, but at least 14 to 16 minutes is enough to get six or seven boards. Nick Richards is the, is the one we really want here. Again, I don't know about Mark Williams, but I don't think he plays. Dan Gafford, strong rebound guy. Isaiah Hartenstein, played really well two games ago. Even if he only plays 17 minutes, you can get six boards out of him. Pig Williams in Oklahoma City, we know that the minutes aren't really particularly consistent for him, and if we have a look, his last few games, 31, 20, 27, 18. So I don't know. But it's a big opportunity against the Spurs. Finney Smith is maybe a seven-rebound guy as a starter. Drew Eubanks, they took Trenton Watford out of the rotation. So Eubanks got all of the backup minutes behind um, Yusuf Nurkic. So there's six or seven there, maybe. And then Royce O'Neal could be a double-digit rebound guy, especially last game. They played no center. Well, that's not true. They played Nick Claxton, but that's it. No Nerlens Noel, no Dayron Sharp, obviously no Ben Simmons. So he's got an opportunity for more rebounds there. Let's look at the assists list. That was harder to say than I thought it would be. Usually it's harder to find assists, but I reckon we've got actually a pretty good opportunity to grab some assist guys off the wire. Dennis Schroeder, Monte Morris, Dennis Smith Jr., all of those guys are six to nine assist players. Nine is upper, upper end, the upper limit, but every one of those players should be able to get you six. And in Cleveland, if Darius Garland is out, Levert can jump into that group as well. Then we get to a little bit more iffy. Royce O'Neal flashed a lot of assist stuff early this season. That's sort of cooled off, but four assists here. Austin Reeves, he's had some seven assist games, but with Schroeder and Russell handling the ball, he probably won't get quite as much, but he's in the mix. Rick Rubio, I don't really know what to expect from Rubio. Yes, if Garland is out, it, it does help him, but like he's played 23, 25 minutes the last two games. 25 minute Rubio is enough to stream in a 12-term, but I'm still not overly confident in him. And then the other one is Reggie Jackson, who, let's be honest, isn't very good, but there's not many guys who can even get three assists sitting on the wire who aren't like him, or who are like him. I don't know what that means. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar, but it's not just brought to you by Built Bar, it's brought to you by Built Bar March Madness. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar of mine, cookies and cream. Undisputed goat. I'm going to vote for it every day. And you can go straight to builtmarchmadness.com and you can vote for your favorites. I know that I'm going to vote cookies and cream. Really straightforward. But you can vote for whichever one that you want. It's like supporting your favorite team. And when you go vote for your favorite bar or puff, you get entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked on listeners will get a free box of built plus one. Locked On Fan gets a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. That seems amazing. You got to try Built. They are the best tasting protein bar ever covered in 100% real chocolate, low in calories, high in protein. They're so good, they'll make you think that they're not good for you, but they are. The 100% real chocolate is really the game changer here, but you can also change the game by winning that monthly subscription. Run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. Built Bar is built different. Steals. You can usually find some pretty good steals, guys. No real exception here for Sunday. The painter Matisse Thibel 
even if he plays 25 minutes, he's still a two steals guy, most likely, even though they've been pretty much down lately. Dennis Smith's a big steals upside player. Cameron Reddish is a pretty good steals guy. Obviously, one to two steals there. Joshy Richardson, especially if Brandon Ingram is out. Richardson's got four steal upside. He doesn't usually hit that, but it does help if Ingram is out. Isaiah, this is where we get a little bit iffy. Isaiah Joe, maybe. He's a one to two steals guy. That's not bad, but we're expecting a big minutes bump, which helps his steals. Brucey Brown, the shark. Baby shark do, 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 do. That's where his bread is buttered, really. Steals, out of position blocks. Solid minutes, but he's an option there. Don't finish Smith. Three steals guy, maybe. Not averaging three steals, obviously, but the if when I say this, what I say is that if we looked at a box score on Sunday and we saw Dorian Finney-Smith have three steals, you'd go, ah, okay. Like, if we looked at a box score and saw Trey Young had five steals, we'd go, is everything okay? What simulation is this? This is one of the most dick things to happen to me in a lineup to get beaten by Trey Young's five steals. We'd be like, this is ridiculous. Like, imagine you played a game and Harrison Barnes got six blocks. we go, come on. Like, what, what, why are we compressing a season's worth of blocks into one game? When I say that Dorian Finney-Smith is a three-steals guy or Dennis Smith is a three-steals guy or Thibault's a five-steals guy, we're not expecting that. But if you look at a box score and go, hey, Thibault got five steals, you go, yeah, tracks make sense. That's what I'm talking about. So we're looking at realistic best-case scenarios. And Finney-Smith is a realistic best-case scenario three-steals guy. Lou Dort, probably not quite. For his, the reputation as a defender, he's not that good of a steals guy, but he's probably a, a reasonable expectation two steals best-case scenario. Not a four or five, probably not even a three. But there's two steals there, and minutes should go up. Blocks. The first three, or the first two are really obvious. Dan Gafford as a starter, 24 minimum minutes, you'd guess. 29, high upside, three-block guy. Big Dick Nick. If Mark Williams is out, this is a three three to four-block upside guy. Charlie Bassey. In a backup role, it's probably two blocks we can look at. Same with Drew Eubanks. These guys can get two blocks in 18 minutes. Paul Reed. Well, that's an interesting one. He can get three blocks, but he probably needs 18, 19 minutes. He just probably isn't going to get that. So he's probably a one to two block guy. Matisse Thibel can very easily have a line of five steals, three blocks. Not likely. He's more likely to get one block, but he can have the big ones. Isaiah Hardenstein's a one to two block best case guy. Probably a two block best case guy. Maybe a three. And Royce O'Neal's probably like, that's where it gets iffy. Royce is probably a one block upside or, you know, a t- you get two blocks from Royce and you go, oh, okay, maybe. But it's not something that we would realistically hope for. I hope all that explanation makes sense. Let's look at field goal percentage. Some similar names here. Danny Gafford, Goldfinger, Charlie Bassey, Drew Eubanks. Winning Gabriel, getting the backup spot with Mo Bumber out in LA. He might only take five shots, but he might hit three of them. Seven points, six points, 60% shooting, fine. Jackson Hayes getting the backup spot with um, Larry Nance out. Usually a good field goal percentage guy. Nick Richards on that list. Robin Lopez. Now put Robin Lopez there. And you'll be like, Robin Lopez? Who does he even play for, Josh? And I'm glad you ask. He plays for Cleveland. And Jarrett Allen is doubtful. So that doesn't mean, or well, it could actually mean, Jarrett Allen, or Robin Lopez might start. He might. He probably, he actually, he probably will. He won't play big minutes. But he could also go four or five, 80% shooting, 8.6 rebounds, one block, 15 minutes. Nobody rosters Robin Lopez. Absolutely nobody. 20-teamers? Robin Lopez is going to play, I would expect. There's no Kevin Love either. Robin Lopez is going... Maybe they play Diakite or Isaiah Mobley. I don't think so. Robin Lopez is going to have to play. Watch Lamar Stevens as well, by the way. Robin Lopez is going to have to play. And Isaiah Hartenstein's a good field goal percentage guy too. 
Didn't think I'd be talking about Robin Lopez that much. Free throw percentage. Dennis Schroeder, always an excellent free throw stream. Plenty of people watching this show have come back and said, man, thanks for telling us to stream Dennis Schroeder for free throws. He won me the week. He's great at it. Austin Reeves, Cam Reddish, Seth Curry, although that's iffy. I don't know how much he plays. Joshy Richardson, Reggie Jackson, Cam Thomas, also iffy. If Cam Thomas plays 10 minutes, he could go three of three from the line. He might play five minutes and not attempt a single one though. And then there's Dario Sharic, who when looking for some big man stuff, he does provide some good free throws. Now, this is a new segment I'm going to do for the rest of the season. Injury replacement options. I don't know that Mark Williams is going to play. I'm going to mark him doubtful. So be ready to hop on Nick Richards. I don't know that Darius Garland is going to play. He's questionable. So Karis Levert's the replacement. And then we trickle down to Rubio and Lamar Stevens with Jared Allen out. Brandon Ingram's questionable. I think his replacement becomes Najee Marshall. You can throw Josh Richardson into that mix as well. Shea Gildas-Alexander, I'm going to mark him doubtful. Not officially out, but doubtful for Sunday. So Isaiah Joe's the beneficiary there. Other guys, it always trickles down, but Isaiah Joe's the beneficiary. Both Sohan and Keldon Johnson are questionable. Big boost for Malachi Branham. Probably a big boost for Devontae Graham as well, who was literally a DNP last game. That's why you can't really trust him as a must-roster guy. But Branham, Devontae, they're going to be worth looking at. And then Jalen Brunson, who missed Saturday's game. I, I don't expect that he plays Sunday. I'm going to list him questionable for now. But if Brunson is out, then quickly gets the big boost. And Grimes and Barrett trail behind that with pushing up. And then deeper leagues, you look at uh, Juice McBride getting a push up as well. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. So let's look at the next four days. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, heading into week 21. These guys I've got on this list, I think are all top 100 players on a per game basis that are all available in over 50% of leagues. 60% of leagues, sorry. Available in 40% of leagues, that's what I'm trying to say. Dylan Wright's got two games in the next four days. Zach Collins has got three games in the next four days. Does he play all of them? I don't know. I don't know. They sat him last back-to-back. I don't know. I don't think he does. But theoretically, he's got three games. Tari Eason's got two. Kyle Anderson is available in way too many leagues. Two games, next four nights, at him. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, two games. Trey Murphy, two games. Xavier T. Illman, two games. And Daniel Gafford, two games. All eight of those players project to me to be top 100 players on a per-game basis over the next four nights. And they all play at least two games in four nights. And if we have a look at who plays three games in the next four nights, it's the Cavs, it's the Spurs, it's the Lakers. So Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Cavs, Spurs, Lakers play the three games in four-night combination between March the 12th and March the 15th. The Cavs, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The Spurs, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday. The Lakers, well, guess what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, because there is no Sunday, Monday back-to-back this week. So they are the three teams with the beneficial schedule. And guys, I hope you like those two little extra segments that I added in here. Um, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're on YouTube, please thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.